To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not just their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. To the Chase Ascendancy Podcast. Oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Chase Ascendancy. Last week was episode 68, and so if you're good at counting, <laughs> today is been looking forward to this for oh, weeks month for weeks just so you guys know for the last probably 12 weeks <laughs> steve has been like 12 weeks away <laughs> when we got to episode 65 i was like guys it's almost here it's just around the yeah, corner samuel every week has been racking his seat going almost there <laughs> almost there pull up almost there <laughs> 69 yeah oh i legitimately went and worked ahead of time to pull that video up so that we would have it <laughs> for this for this week oh my gosh that's awesome all right well everyone welcome back to the chiss ascendancy episode 69 this one's called everyone's favorite everyone's favorite and we're going to get into everyone's favorite things <laughs> about star wars um and so Hey, the... That's a much cleaner transition than I bet you perverts were hoping for, huh? Yeah, yeah. What are you, some kind of wild animal? Yeah, sickos. Sicko. Um, what is not a tutorial. So, this is uh, a little bit of newsy news on the personal front. Um, so, uh, Sambo over here. Oh, Sam- yeah. Sambo Slice. Yeah, the, the Chiss fans are going to be the first one. I haven't even put this on my Facebook, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. So, is this okay? Yeah, go for it. Okay, okay. I haven't not said it for a reason. Um, so, um, I think I said that right. Uh, Samuel is going to. Um, we're based out of Houston, Texas, and a week from when this episode airs on the twenty fourth, Samuel is moving up to old Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Samuel graduated from Oral Roberts University, and he. Um, is getting ready to move up there and take on a full-time ministry position at the biggest, is it the biggest Methodist church in Oklahoma? That's right. So that's exciting. Um, <clears throat> obviously, those of you who listen to the show probably know a lot about us, uh, but uh, I'm in full-time ministry, and so Samuel for the last year has just been kind of, a, you know, he's been a full-time staff member uh, doing basically just just working uh, working his butt off, and uh, there's a verse in Second uh, Peter three nine that says, "The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you." And uh, so, Sam has been waiting a long time for this, so we want to say congrats appreciate to that, Samuel. Man. And Cheers, uh, for those of you who are peeing your pants, wondering what's going to happen to the Chiss Ascendancy, <laughs> uh, we'll still be here. We're the episode after around. episode 69, also known as episode 70, mm-hmm. uh, but we keep track of all episodes. Episode 69 is going to be BBY from now on. Yep. So um, Before episode 69, after episode 69. That's yeah, how we're exactly. keeping track of time. A69. Yeah, but it's going to happen. Um, so when Samuel moves, we're going to keep the show going. So don't worry, guys. We are not leaving you. Um, we're not abandoning you and we're not moving to Octo, although that goes completely against what our character would normally do anyway. Um, but we're going to still be around. We're working through some kinks. If you guys are listening and any of you guys have any, um, tech savviness, uh, we want to keep the show going. And the easiest thing obviously is to move to audio platforms only. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have a lot of friends and family and people we've gotten to know through the podcast that, um, have found us via YouTube mm-hmm. and and prefer to watch that way. 
Um, and it's fun because when we're joking around, you get to kind of be in the conversation with us. Yeah, and so our, uh, our idea is for, um, Adam and I are still living in Houston. And so we're still going to be holding things down on this end. And, uh, we're going to try to find a way to, uh, do video, video call and still keep a lot of the magic alive as far as graphics and stuff like that. So if you guys have any, uh, tips or tricks, um, please feel free to let us know. Yeah. We're not too proud to take help. No, not at all. Or money. You can send us money. <laughs> Gifts. If you are one of those people, we can send you a bag of water for healing or whatever, you know? I will pray. Not that, o- we, not that we actually believe in I those. will pray over a dish rag and send it to you direct mail. Yeah. Here's a piece of my shirt. I'll cut out whatever parts you want. I'll cut the shirt and send it to you. Um this is the shirt that will come off. <laughs> uh, but anyways. The proverbial shirt. Yeah. So we're sad, but we're happy for Sambo. And uh, Samuel's excited. And so a new season of life and a new season for the Chist Ascendancy. Mm. So it'll be it'll be fun, though. I think this is a way. This is, For one, this is one way for um, maybe getting Adam a little bit more FaceTime. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, excellent. And uh, so today. I don't know what word I just <laughs> said. I went to say excellent, then absolutely. And it came out axially. Axially. But that's where my heart is, actually. And uh, so, first things first, we'll get some Set newsy news, uh, personal news out of the way, and now some <laughs> Star Wars newsy news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, something that came down that we found out about, uh, apparently it's been going on for a little bit of while, uh, but something that is fresh to fans is that Dave Filoni is officially uh, an executive mm. um, creator for Lucasfilm, and he's next to John Knoll and Doug Chang, who have been around for a long time. I think uh, John Knoll has been around, um, I want to say, since The Phantom Menace. If you watch wow. that if you watch that documentary, The Beginning, you know where, uh, <laughs> where I think George Lucas is showing Steven Spielberg a droid, mm-hmm. a battle droid, yeah, and he's like, one this is the new Stormtrooper. And then he grabs it, and the arm just falls off, and he's like, obviously, you know, it's just a prop. But... Uh, <laughs> In that, in that um, documentary. It's funny because you can tell he's a little bit embarrassed that right. it, it did that, even though it has no bearing on how effective it'll be on screen. Right, right. That's really funny to me. Yeah. But it's pretty It's just cool. like it shows how real it is to George, you know what I mean? I can't remember what the word is, um, <clears throat> if it's like fantastic. I think it's fantastic. But George and Steven Spielberg go back and forth. We'll have to do an episode about that documentary eventually because it's so full of good it stuff. It is so good. Um, but he's like, wow, fantastic. And like, George's like, yeah, it's going to be. Oh, it's, I think it's excellent. Wow, that looks excellent. It's going to be excellent. Yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be great. That's like the – there's like two sentences that go that way between him and Spielberg. That's really um, funny, But uh, so uh, you can see that John Knoll is around during all mm-hmm. that, helping get a lot of that stuff done. Um, he's in the room where jo- uh, George has the famous uh, yellow and pink highlighters. This is real. This is CGI. This is real. This is real. This is real. This is CGI. And he's like a whiz just going down the mm-hmm. line. And then eventually he goes, this is real. And he hits it with a CGI marker. And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's so upset. And every- but I think it was cool. He, he had yeah. good humor about it. And everybody it. Everybody's was like, oh. Yeah. It me of when that, that jokester uh, is like, she goes to Fiverr. Yeah. I had a dinner. <laughs> Everybody was like, ah, "There was only one barmaid for every man." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that that little YouTube video. Um, so that's exciting. So he'll be lurking on Doug Chang as well, who is—I uh, mean, they've worked together, but he'll Doug Chang's also executive uh, creator. And Doug Chang is Doug Chang is an amazing, amazing artist. He is kind of the modern Ralph McQuarrie. He's come mm-hmm. up with a lot of the con- uh, conceptual stuff. He's the guy that um, these directors and writers are like, so here's kind of what I'm thinking. And mm-hmm. Doug Chang really brings those things to life. Right. Well, and it's great to have like those practical experts alongside like the brainchild expert. You know what I mean? Like he right. has all the knowledge and all the care about Star Wars. One thing that's really cool is that um, I don't know as much about Noel, but I know Doug Chang and uh, Dave Filoni are both super, obviously Doug Chang's a super great artist, mm-hmm. but Filoni's a great artist in his right. So yeah. I think it's, but them working together, exactly what they're seeing in their mind is yeah. what you're going to see on screen. Yeah, I'm excited You for know it. what I'm saying? Yeah. I think Star Wars um, content's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so that's really good. That's a step in the right direction. Um, I think that I think that Star Wars under Disney has been good. I think that obviously, no matter what, even if George was still in charge, 
people hated the prequels when they came out. And now that George is gone, it's kind of like, you know, the prodigal son. And you're like, wow, even... Well, I, th- I think initially you know, they had a pretty warm reception. And then I think as people... Well, got the, yeah, it's the... It's the talk I think them. it was the early, the earliest feeling that we get from when you go home liking a movie and then you watch a YouTube review and everyone hates right. it. It was kind of the, the birth of that uh, because... Star Wars was so groundbreaking when it came out in the 70s and stuff that mm-hmm. everybody was on board, but it became popular to hate things, I guess, in the early 2000s. And so even it's if George... That, it's the spillover for all that 90s angst. Yeah. All that awkwardness just <laughs> turned into rage. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, exactly. What so, if I wear this instead of a hat, I wear a visor? And what if I wear it backwards and upside down? <laughs> That's the kind of brains that we're working with yeah. here, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, so I think it's going to be good stuff. I think that uh, Filoni's the closest you can get to having George on set. Absolutely. And so to have him... Hopefully uh, John Favreau gets the up and up as yeah. well. Yeah, I think so. I think that he has... Um, He's definitely proven himself, in yeah. my opinion. Well, the cool thing is that Filoni's one of those guys that now... If he's an executive creator, I assume that he basically is on board for every project he's mm-hmm. got to say. And I think that it's just the little things. It's just the little stuff of um, what does and doesn't make Star Wars sense from someone who learned from George Lucas himself. Yeah. And spent a lot of time with him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John, uh, not John Favreau. Dave Filoni is the son that knows more about the father than the actual kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's interesting, and so I'm excited for that. And it'll be fun to, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happened in the live-action movies where um, Ryan Johnson's probably a more hardcore Star Wars fan than someone like J.J. Abrams. And so even though I like J.J.'s films more, there are definitely things in that that I'm like, that doesn't really make Star Wars sense, per se. And Filoni's the guy that can go, no, that's not, I wouldn't do that. That's yeah. not. Well, it's kind of like... Um... Like I'm just <laughs> really surprised. So I'm I'm re-listening through uh, Dark Lords of the Sith in my free time mm-hmm. by Paul Kemp, and I was just hey, staggered. I think it's Lords of the Sith. Uh, it is what I want it to be, <laughs> <laughs> and for now it's Dark Lords of the Sith. It's my night. Uh, anyway, that's less of a mistake than what the author made, which I'm about to discuss. Oh, and I was yeah. listening to it, and uh, one of the Imperial Guards is a clone that had you know made it through, I guess, everything that had gone on to become a royal guard which is a strenuous process i imagine right and uh it was talking about the memories that seeing his face brought up for vader mm. and it was talking about you know rex cody sixes and i was like sixes who the frick is sixes and i was like the antichrist i was like is it fives like did they mean fives and so yeah. just i asked josiah i was like i'm like 85 percent on this just off the top of my head and he looked it up and it was uh mistakenly referred to as sixes but he was talking about fives and i was just like I'm surprised that yeah. nobody caught that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, if, I don't know. I just feel like it probably should have gone through a more strenuous yeah, definitely. filtering process. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was strange. Sixes. Yeah. It's like the, <laughs> this clone like came you can, out. You can tell he, he definitely didn't watch right. the, the Clone Wars. The Kim and Owens are like, now this clone came out with horns and a tail. <laughs> Sixes. CT six 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 nine. Yeah. Uh and then another newsy news is uh Rangers of the New Republic. You remember that that was supposed to come out? Mm-hmm. So of course Cara Dune was gonna be kind of the main character, and of course I was curious how that was gonna You can't sh- have that shimmy out. Um and so word on the street is that it is no longer in active development. Mm. So it's been shut down essentially. This could be one of two things in my opinion. I'll hopefully, prophesy here hopefully for a second. More content for Kenobi. Well, it could be one of two things. It could be one they Okay, here's my thought. Kenobi. Disney doesn't need to slow down or stop for anyone because they have an endless amount of cash. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's not like there's a hiccup where it's like Oh, we're, we ran out of money for a second before we're like other shows that can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, the Breaking Bad episode where they have the fly. You ever seen that show? Or you ever seen that episode? How far into the show is it? Pretty far. No? No. I think I, I trailed off after like season three. Okay, so there's an episode where it's just Jesse and Heisenberg and there's a fly. 
in the uh, the place where they're cooking. Mm-hmm. And basically, Walt's like, we can't cook until we kill this fly. It's a contaminant. And uh, the place they're, they're working in is supposed to be like vacuum sealed and stuff. So there's not supposed to be stuff to get in there. Long okay. story is short. Is that after they're working for... Uh... Well, I don't want to say specifics just in case someone's happened to have started oh, Breaking Bad geez. today. It's been out for like, what, 12 Okay, so they're working years. for the chicken guy. They're working for Moff yeah, Gideon. Yeah, yeah. They're in the vault. Under, underneath yeah, the yeah, car wash. Okay. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, okay. So the reason they did that is because their budget was tight and they can afford Jesse and Heisenberg's pay right. and the crew, but no other actors. So that was a like that's what a filler really is. Mm-hmm. Is we just need to fill the gap while we're waiting for our for our finances to renew or whatever. So long story short, all that to say, Disney does not have those issues. Right. Um so my thought is And yet here we have D Squad. Either A Hello. Uh oh. Real quick, while we're uh-huh. talking about Lords of the Sith in episode 69, uh, one of the Imperial uh, Royal Guards, mm-hmm. his name is Deez. <laughs> <laughs> so literally every time they talk about him, they're like, Deez? And I was like, Deez nuts. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm in my room by myself, and I'm like, got him. <laughs> got what him. if Vader's like... D's. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the one time he ever laughs. Yeah. Palpatine's like, Palpatine laughs. Hang on a second. Plenty. His name is D's. <laughs> <laughs> D's. Yeah, I love it. Um, but my thought is, this is kind of crazy, but this is something that I can see happening if someone like a Filoni or Favreau mm-hmm. is trying to pull some strings. I think maybe they're in talks to try to bring homegirl back Kara you think so? think so I don't know I know I know that I know that John Favreau really was not either. and I a fan of that I don't think uh Filoni was a fan of cutting her loose mm-hmm. um I think maybe if it fizzles out like that I mean because it was a hot button issue for a while you know what I mean right right, right. nobody's talking about it anymore well so. also the other thing that I'm thinking of is either that or they're just trying to find the right actress to play Hera Syndulla because that was the other option was if Kara was cut loose, Hera Syndulla that would, would be make the squad sense to leader. Me. Um, so it's one of those two is my guess. I hope that they... I Also, the show to me was like lowest on my list of excitement. Yeah. In all honesty. I'm not a huge fan of the Ahsoka adaptation for live action. So I'm just hoping if they do, do... I, I thought we another, weren't doing uh, our Unpopular Opinions episode yet. Uh, Zing. Um... Like another, you know, Twi'lek or yeah, that type species that they mm. would, you know. Oh, nail okay, it. I see what you're you know saying. What I'm saying. I see what you're saying. I thought you meant no, you weren't the excited acting for the Ahsoka was, show. The acting was fine. I thought you're saying her head tails. You didn't like her I, head tails. Yeah, I just didn't like the way. I felt like there were some things, some corners that maybe were cut in that episode. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Um, one thing that, like, I think the fight choreography for one was like significantly lower in that particular episode than it had been up up in the series to that point because of rosario dawson's acting capability or i i'm not gonna point any fingers cast any aspersions but uh i i I, you know what i mean like i just i don't i felt kind of cheap at some spots yeah i think that being said i hope if they do move forward with the harrison doula adaptation that they'll not do that yeah, my hope is if Hera's going to be there, you guys better bring my boy Zeb along. I thought you were going to say Bib Fortuna, and I was here for it. Bib Fortuna's dead. Maybe. He's for sure dead. In the Rebels timeline, though, right? No, no, no. Oh, Rangers, Rangers of the New, the New Republic. Republic. Okay. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Maybe we can have so, some flashbacks. Rangers of the New Republic, I'm... Some action on Ryloth. I would rather have a Cobb Vanth show where he's like being a crazy be lawman cool. on Tatooine. I would love that. Or somewhere else. That would be sick. The only, I think the only reason that wouldn't happen is because the Mandalorian already has all the Western vibes. That's true. You know what I mean? I feel like that And Boba has his, his armor back. Yeah. And rightfully so. Um, so let's review Bad Batch real quick before we get into the the, right, 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 right. the nitty gritty of the episode. Um, so we were in episode, what was it, four? Yes. And um, man, I cannot recall the name of the episode. Um, so basically the idea is that they need to get supplies and um, they, are, they have to stop and land on pantora i want to say yeah i thought that was cool i would have cornered liked... is the name of the episode 
I remembered last week's was uh, replacements. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a pretty cool episode. I really like that. Um, I was talking to. What would you rate this one just on the front? Um, I didn't like this one as much as I liked last week's. Okay. It was good though. There has not been an episode that has come out yet that I've been like, that was okay. I've really liked all the episodes. Yeah. This one I think is the third highest rated so far. Um, as far as last, uh, cut and run. Episode two. Ah, really? Mm-hmm. I guess that makes some sense. Okay, so um, do we need to talk about the fact that everybody thinks that Crosshair is going to be the first Death Trooper? I, w- I would love that. I'd love it to death. I think that would be absolutely sick. Um, I don't know why we didn't think Death Troopers before we thought freaking, uh, what's it called? The mech suit. Dark Troopers? Yeah. I, yeah. Death Troopers makes so much more sense, especially since we know from the third Thrawn novel in that closed trilogy that it's, uh, they're like genetically altered. Right. You know what I mean? That would be more, way more Kaminoan than a tech suit. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, one thing that I was thinking was, uh, man, I just totally lost my train of thought. Because when I saw... I think you and I talked about it somewhere mid last week mm-hmm. about Death Troopers, and I was like, "Oh my god, that makes so much sense." Mm-hmm. You know oh, what I, mean? what I was gonna say was, there's a, um, there is when you're in Rogue One and Cassian's reading off all of the different things they're trying to find the Death Star plans, mm-hmm. and he's yes. reading all those things. One of the things he says is Warhammer, and Tarkin uh, asks during Episode Three, I want to say a bad batch, Narshada. He says, uh, how, yeah, is, been during replacements. how is Project Warhammer coming? Yeah. And so a lot of people think that Warhammer is the Death Trooper project mm-hmm. and that Crosshair keeps getting more and more changed. And it makes sense um, if you look at his armor, um, the the visor being green, mm-hmm. um, the it's a, it's a Phase 3 Clone Trooper <laughs> helmet. But it just looks more like a death trooper. Do you think they're going to have the stretch Armstrong treatment? Because he's well, going to have to be significantly larger. Every death trooper has to be 6'5 or taller, I want to say. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll get uh, freaking Mother Talzin involved. <laughs> Give him the old Savage press. Well, they could just... I mean, they could just mechanically... Yeah. I'm just... But that would be crazy, yeah. I'm just making jokes. Um. Yeah, I just have some Sith alchemy going on why not um so something that's pretty wild is uh i bet palpatine could pull something like that off oh it's my understanding that he's supposed to uh be like one of the stronger sith sorcerers he's the strongest everything let's just be honest i can't think of anything he's a pretty well-rounded sith but i I was gonna say i can't think of anything that's like necessarily a weakness besides pride yeah that's just the dark side man yeah like his lightsaber dueling is amazing his Sith lightning is on par with Bane. Rule of two, baby. His, uh, that's his weakness? No, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the rule of two is all about. Yeah. That he would be the. He's the cream of the crop. The amalgamation. Yeah. Of everything that Bane wanted. Um, so I think it would be pretty cool. It would be, um, it would be a really crazy plot twist. Because um, Star Wars is all about a good character going bad and then being redeemed. It'll be kind of a cool plot twist if they go back to try to save him and he doesn't want to be saved because oh, yeah. he's a death trooper now. Well, and I don't, I honestly don't think even without the modifications that he would be talked around. He would have to have his chip removed by force. Even if the chip's removed, I don't think he would come around. He was already hyper aggressive. He was already a lot more rigid. I think he would favor the Empire more than a Rebellion 10 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. I but I wonder if um, I wonder if for someone, okay, like for instance, when Rex, even though he's like the much gentler, more kinder guy, mm-hmm. he was being bent basically against his will to try to attack Ahsoka, and then once the chip was removed, he kind of came to his senses. I wonder if he's he's aggressive enough that if they say they take his chip out and then they explain to him, hey, you've been, you know. Does it make sense? Well, like, let's put it this if, way: if they if they show him how manipulated he's been, he may I think buck the system. He just is the because... only clone that would have done Order sixty six without the chip. Because he hated the Jedi, or what? Because he's that dedicated to the following order? the strict 
structure of things because the chip theoretically did malfunction. You know what, what do you I mean? mean? Like they had to enhance it so that it would make him a little bit more aggressive, make him a little bit more um, compliant with the Imperial rules. Yeah. So it, it, it already did. wasn't functioning and uh-huh. he still complied with order 66 without even knowing what it was. Well, I, it, I think Does it's, that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's both. I think that he is more aggressive, but he also, it seems like the chip was working in him more than it worked in any of the other Bad Batch characters, and that's why they're think, able to... I think, naturally, he's the least deviant right. um, from what a clone should be. Well, I think, like, if you look at if you look at Hunter, mm-hmm. his he didn't respond at all. Right. And they would have had to enhance his Like, Wrecker more. was completely confused. Tech was completely over it. Obviously, Echo's on a whole other planet. Yeah. Hey, okay, so that kind of is a cool... I wanted to say something cool about his outfit, hey, but it just dude, takes us back to... He won me back a little bit. Kawhi yeah. Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to say it. I <laughs> um, thought his outfit was sick, his little droid costume. Yeah, yeah. He looked like Zero from Borderlands 2. So um, overall thoughts on this episode? I enjoyed it. I wish it was a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, Every I, week. I thought it was funny that they kind of brought the whole uh, protocol droid uh, thing back into star wars yeah because i i don't know just the droid action had kind of been missing for an average star wars show yeah i really like that droid that was like a mixture of an astromech and a gonk Mm -hmm. that was a cool droid i would buy the crap out of that i was curious if they were going to show like a wreck or a chopper in a past life and that little droid collection i thought it was cool Mm. to see uh i don't know what nian nub species is but i'd never yeah i'd never seen another one yeah uh in a different kind of role. Also, it's crazy how between different legends and books and stuff like that, um, that guy, the Celestin that we saw from Bad Batch, could speak basic, but Nia Nub can't speak basic. <laughs> and uh, I'm re-listening to uh, the Fate of the Jedi series, uh-huh. and Mark Thompson calls him Nia Numba. That makes sense. So uh, overall thoughts. So the concept is they need to get supplies. Real quick, say something about him. Who Nianum? Yeah. What about him? <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear it? <laughs> um, so they have to get supplies. They stop. I was telling this. Uh, I was talking to Skeleton Astronaut about this, and he made a really good point that he was very pleased with the fact that. Um, and. Oh my god. Most of huh? I just remembered something. I'll share in a moment. In most of Clone Wars and in pretty much all of Rebels, when the crew goes somewhere, you stay in a very confined space so that you don't have to see that much stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take that much cost to animate a small space, and they really pull out all the stops at the end of Clone Wars and so far in Bad Batch, where they're showing you like wide swaths of these places that they're going. Mm-hmm. So when they first get into Pantor's atmosphere, you see like the whole planetscape which is really really cool um obviously uh it was a good episode um it continues to build the bond obviously the strongest bond on the crew i thought uh but four omega is with hunter yeah for sure i thought finnick was cool yeah i liked her character a lot more than i was expecting to up front knowing she would be in the show Mm -hmm. um i thought it was cool that she had more of a like neutral leaning towards the good side of things like she honored her agreement with uh, fake Nia Nub. Yeah. Um, I think she's working for the Kaminoans. I know you think she's working with another bounty hunter. Well, I, I don't know that for sure. I just was wondering. Yeah. I think her, I think her, she was just too focused on being, like, really nice to Omega and, like, making sure that was, she was, like, completely undamaged. Do you know what I mean? If she yeah, was, yeah. I think if, if it was anybody but the Kaminoans, they wouldn't care that much. That's true. That is true. I don't like how easily there, she beat Wrecker. I feel like a bonk on the head through a helmet with a guy that literally punched a hole through a Durasteel wall with his bare hand. I mm-hmm. feel like that shouldn't incapacitate him, but here we are. Yeah, the storyline called for it. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I hate it. Yeah. I just, I if I nitpick, I will hate everything, so... <laughs> Um, but we I have to was, hold them to a higher standard. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. I thought that. Um, I overall, I really enjoyed the episode. I yeah. I the person that I have the hardest time liking on this show so far had been Echo. Mm-hmm. Echo had some cool stuff. I'm really waiting for Tech to do something cool, and I'm realizing that these characters, 
what is lovable about them is them as a group. Mm-hmm. They're not really Wrecker is kind of like a big lovable dummy. So like you know you get like kind of Shrek vibes from him. Uh, Hunter, I think Shrek has a lot more awareness of what's well, going that's on. True, than that's true. That's true. Wrecker does. Um, uh, I guess it's kind of like uh, I don't think Wrecker has the wherewithal to establish a swamp. Let's put it that way. What's uh? Who's the guy that saves Cusco? Cusco. Cusco from Emperor's New Groove. I forget his name. Do you remember his name? I I like I like that movie, but I don't watch it religiously. Yeah, but Wrecker reminds me of that guy where he's like kind of oblivious to what's going on around him. Oh, you're thinking of the one that works with the villain, not the guy that lives in the village. The guy um, with the, that lives in the village is also too aware. You're thinking of Gronk. No, I'm not thinking of him. Not the one that works for Yzma. The other one's too smart. I'm just saying the... The one that's voiced by Fred Flintstone? Yes, 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 yes. yes. I, I, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying he is somewhat not aware of everything going on. Like his whole land being taken from him and stuff. I'm just trying to think of a. There's not really a character. A okay, if you watch the Nest animated classics of the Bible, Quiche, Quiche <laughs> is the the one I'm thinking of. Um, okay, that's obviously a super mega niche, but whatever. Um, also, I think uh, Quiche was the uh, the clever one with the cool knife. I understand, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but the- let's say he's Babs from Chicken Run. Come on. <laughs> okay, the one that I'm having a hard time connecting the with. The really though, big is... white rat from Flushed Away. Yeah. Uh, the guy from Bugs Bunny that's uh, the, or from South Park, Mimsy. <laughs> Shut up, Mimsy. Shut up, Mimsy. Who, who cares about water bears? <laughs> <That's so stupid. laughs> um, uh, okay, so. Uh, all that to say, tech is the one that I can't connect with. I really like tech, but I get I keep getting pissed off when he's like, "Oh, I thought everything was obvious. Oh, why wouldn't you see this? Why wouldn't you?" Like, guy, how old are you? You've been around these guys your entire life, literally since a freaking egg in a glass sack somewhere, and you freaking like this has been your life the entire time. Everybody knows that you know everything. Be a little bit more self-aware. It's it's almost like he's as dumb as Wrecker in think, a smart way. Yeah, I think that's just the pitfall of a lot of intelligent people. <sighs> it's no excuse. Straighten up. Everybody's bad at something. His is uh, including others in his thoughts. I know. It's just it's it's making me. It's hard to connect to the guy. I get that. Um. So, what was your standout moment? Hmm. Honestly, the thing I was fixated on the most was uh, Echo's sick outfit. Yeah. I thought it looked super freaking cool. That was probably my favorite thing, too. So That's a stupid thing to have a standout thing. It was a really good over- episode overall, but that yeah. was the thing I was the most excited about. Um, I really liked all of the vehicles, and I thought it was cool that their, speech mo- their, wow. their the space t- 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 police motorcycles looked like Dooku's little uh, yeah that was cool motorcycle speed um the thing i said oh my god about earlier was i just remembered a dream i had where there were chiss characters in the bad batch oh well pintorans yeah i had a dream about it though that was my Close. dream that there were Dude, what if jackson made an appearance what would have been batch? cool though is that even if it was just like in the background because i remember thrawn I for you guy and the novel thrawn uh went undercover in public as a pantor and he just wore glasses so that he would blend in better were like sunglasses where he went yeah I they also have, cool have they showed him the, i saw there in was, the background oh that would have been cool like just wearing sunglasses going undercover figuring you know what out. i had the exact same thought now that you're mentioning it i was thinking that would have been super cool oh my god what if thrones here yeah so that's where my find goes first um, time every time okay so the new standout character is obviously Phoenix shand she's working for someone trying to get omega yeah i think she'll probably disappear for an episode or two maybe um but I think they did a really good job establishing her. I think she's a really well-rounded character. So yeah, far. and it was interesting that whenever uh, they left at the end of the episode, she was like, Target got away, but this, this, and this. I don't know. The way that, the reason I thought maybe she was working with someone else was because the casualty with which she reported in. Yeah, but she's a professional. You know what I mean? I think like the better bounty hunter you are, the less deference you're going to show to your person because you're like, this is just another person. Hey, but why would you 
I don't know. It seems kind of weird that you would... I mean, it makes a lot of sense that she's working directly for the Kaminoans. But it seems weird to me that she would... Um, why would you report him when you didn't have somebody yet? I think you ju- they just expect... Check-ins? Yeah. Um, she's definitely not a Nemoidian. Nothing to report. <laughs> yeah. to report that until if she is working to with report. if she is working with someone, it's probably not Boba Fett because that's too reminiscent of Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think they cross paths until Mando. Um, right. I I really think she's in direct employee for the Kaminoans. Probably. I'm just really working, looking for a reason for a Cad Bane or Dirge to show up. Dirge would be sick, but yeah, they or really has, really has no stake in the game. It also makes sense to me that the Kaminoans would hire out to. A bounty hunter because they're trying to keep the fact that omega is an alter clone private from the imperials and they want to recover her because she's an important asset i yeah, can't there's really something that they're working on that they don't want the empire to know there's to keep there's them. nobody else i can think about who even knows that omega exists and would take an interest in her except for the kaminoans that's true um because that was like a super tight secret even the clones didn't know about her you know i think the reason she's so important is because she's I think one of the reasons that her name is Omega is because she's the last, um, to me, she seems like the last of that first, I know that there's older clones, but that first grouping of clones, because the Kaminoans are talking about how Jango Fett's DNA is degrading. Do you think she is age modified, that she'll age more quickly, or do you think she's more like Boba Fett? She may be like Boba. That's what I think. And therefore, her tissue is more usable yeah, more to pure. create the next round of clones. I think that's probably that's, the case. That's probably what it is. She may be as old as the rest of the Clone Force 99, but yeah. they're 10 years old, but they're 20. Right. And she's 10 years old, but she's 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean? I, I don't think she has any age acceleration. Yeah. She doesn't seem um, roided out or like over-the-top athletic. Well, and I think she she's seems had, more she normal. Seems, she seems like she's had a lot of time to develop... To be where she's at mentally, that right age. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, And I'm not sure that they would really think through all those details for a cartoon character, but maybe I'm just reading too Filoni's much into it. involved, so they definitely have something going on. Um, okay, so rate it 1 to 10. I'll give it a 8. Like, yeah, I guess 7.5. Yeah, seven and a half, something eight. like that. Um, all right, so episode 1's obviously... 5 from Adam? That's a low rating. Really? Didn't enjoy it? Is this it? your least favorite episode so far? No, I think two is still kind of low, but but the 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 tie between this this storyline and the Mando storyline kind of they are kind of very similar to me. Mm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. The little kid, the the big bad guys are taking care of the little kid. That type of thing just I don't know. It seems repetitive. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. think the main reason they have the Omega character in general is just to keep this particular show uh, accessible to like the younger audience. Sure. But I, I can get where you're coming from. Yeah. I do think that, obviously, they have the whole s- seasons already ready to go. Yeah, There's I'm just impatient to see where they're going because I'm not going to know for the longest time. Right. I'm sure that the path is going to be completely different because mm-hmm. I'm sure they're thinking, don't do the exact same. But, yes, it does feel very similar. A bounty hunter is trying to catch this kid that a cloning facilities. <laughs> it's pretty the same. One has Warner Herzog, one doesn't. Hey, I saw a funny meme uh, where it was that scene in Rise of Skywalker, the Be With Me scene, my favorite scene of the movie, uh-huh. and all the Jedi are talking to Rey, and they're like, you know, let the Force guide you, the light is with you. And then it was Mace Windu, and he's like, but we still don't grant you the rank of master. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny, dude. Um, oh, that's really good. That's so funny. Dude, uh, okay, so what is next? I I think they're going to shelve the Fennec Shand part. Um, I really think this is going to end up playing out kind of like the A-Team. You know, they go to different planets. They have like a little, you know, side mission. And then they're gradually just chiseling away at the main story. Okay, so that makes Hunter Hannibal, Mr. T is Wrecker. Obviously. Um, I guess... Echo would be Echo Murdoch. would be Crazy Murdoch. And then Tech is Face? I would say that Crosshair would be face on a good day. But, uh, yeah, that does leave Tech being face. Maybe there's some brilliant blue eyes underneath those goggles. And glasses. Yeah. 
Dude, one of these episodes, he's going to have his glasses on, his visor down, and he's going to be using binoculars, and we're going to lose our minds. And then we're going to find out that we're actually watching the Chronicles of Riddick, not the Bad Batch. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. All right, well, uh, so I think you're right. I think they're going to go from place to place. I think that the mission will end up being how do we how do we save Crosshair from himself and the evil empire? And I think it, a lot of it's also going to lend to the idea of like where what's their place now in the galaxy. Hey, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Y'all write this down just in case this happens. My favorite part of Battlefront Two. Adam's really got paper. My favorite part from <laughs> Battlefront 2, the old one, is when you can we play We look over as... there and he's just scribbling 69. <laughs> <laughs> like freaking my... the 27 with Jim Carrey, but it's just 69 all over my the My favorite mission from Battlefront 2 is when you play as Boba Fett and you shut down a clone uprising on Kamino. Or is it 23? 23. It's 23. How freaking sick would it be if there's a clone uprising on I would Kamino like, I would like and to Boba see Fett goes in to shut it down? If they pull Dirge in. Um, yeah, that'll be crazy. Yeah, to like exterminate like maybe rogue clones. Yeah, he or, has all the makings. That'd be sick. Yeah, if they're Kamino on property and they're useless, just burn them out. Burn it down. Burn it down. Yeah. Uh, so, Samuel, why don't now you that we've tell warmed the, up the episode for forty minutes, why don't you onto tell the, the content. <laughs> why don't you tell the folks at home uh, what we're what, what tonight's episode's about? Uh, you know, just. The salt of the earth, really. Um, we've, this is basically the Battle of Yavin for the Chiss Ascendancy, so um, you go ahead and write that down. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just I thought that one of the funniest parts of that little video that we played at the beginning where he's like, everyone's favorite number! So uh, to keep things relatively clean while we walk that line very carefully, uh, we would just talk about some of our favorite things that are goofy because, you know, the number 69s in pop culture is just a big joke. Um, I think it's had a lot of traction over the last four decades. So, uh, you know, similar to Star Wars. So I, uh, <laughs> I just, where'd you come up with four decades? You just nobody did anything but regular until forty years ago. I'm talking about the pop culture reference. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, I feel like that's relatively recent, but not so inaccessible. <laughs> so I just wanted, you know, uh. What's the cleaner version of uh, shoot the poop? <laughs> Just goof around. I, li- I like talking about Star Wars, but there's there's funny bits about Star Wars. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, all right. So what's your favorite Star Wars joke? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I think the, the one of the funniest or one of the most endearing parts, you know, I had a friend the other day tell me like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like Star Wars. And I was like, well, you're not a man of culture. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> Uh, but I was telling him, I don't, I don't care, care that you, you broke your elbow. elbow. Um, I was telling him, here's one of the things is that I've been in this fight since I was six years old. And so it, it's so much bigger than just the movies. Right. And, uh, you know, one of the funnest parts of star Wars is the goofiness is the, I know we already did an episode about the goofy side when of star it's like, Wars, but, um, I, I feel like the, Mar- okay, Marvel movies, for instance. Uh huh. Like superhero movies, for the for the most part, or superhero anything, had kind of been like a little bit more stoic. You know, yeah. it's very good versus evil. But here recently, more, more I think, Batman-y. especially like with the Guardians of the Galaxy in particular, kind of set which the trend are my favorites of like comedy with the action. Yeah, and, or Thor Ragnarok was kind of um, like that too. And I never really saw that in Star Wars except until I got older and I was able to appreciate the little more nuanced jokes, but. Like, the prequels in particular kind of really set the tone for, you know, a balance of, like, almost a little bit of realism through humor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where Anakin and Obi-Wan are kind of talking about R2-D2, and it's a sore subject for Anakin. I didn't say anything. And everyone's like, I didn't say anything. I think that's, you know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit of human interaction realism with, uh, like, a little bit of humor in there. You know what joke joke gets me, uh, the older I get, it's funnier to me, is in episode one when Qui-Gon's trying to calm... Jar Jar's brain, but there's, there's, uh, okay, like when if you go out and you're going with your friends to a bar or whatever, the last person to get blackout drunk is the really heavy guy mm-hmm. because of the density. And it's, it's a two part joke that 
when Qui-Gon just tries to ease Jar Jar's mind, there's like nothing inside. And it just like knocks him out. And Obi-Wan goes, I think you overdid it. You overdid it. Uh, so it's funny because it's kind of like, uh, man, Qui-Gon was really annoyed with this with this guy. But it's also a joke on Jar Jar that there's like Dude, just air up there. Freaking. And then it carries on to Tatooine where freaking Jar Jar is like chameleoning the apples or I don't know what the frick they have on Tatooine. The fruit off the table. He grabs his tongue. What the freak is a duck? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's just so funny. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's just funny because you see George and he's like, all right, uh, today we're filming a dinner scene. You got a pretty good joke. So Jar Jar is going to grab these apples with his tongue. It's very, uh, it kind of reminds me of the humor of, um, Any I'm child. Leroy. He's Leroy behind the camera. There's always something to do. <laughs> I love those videos. You know who Leroy and Leroy are? Dude, uh, on Instagram. Uh, we're even more obscure than they are, but if you want to watch something a little bit less obscure than us, look up Leroy and Leroy on Instagram. Yeah, so basically... Freaking great Canadian humor. They're, it's, yeah, it's Canadian humor where they're, like, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> they go to, like, small towns and, like, make fun of different street signs. That's, so like, the whole show, dude. Their, their joke is... Uh, one guy's name is Leroy, and the guy filming is Leroy. And so he goes, I'm Leroy. He's Leroy behind the camera. There's always something to do. So they're going and around just, like, finding bullcrap to do. My favorite street sign, or that he talks about different stuff, but it'll be like, and if you're wondering, you can't have your snow toboggan here. And you look out there, and it's just, like, a gravel road. <laughs> uh, but the one that's my favorite, he goes, uh, I think they're in saskatchewan but he's like we're in saskatchewan today and this is my favorite street sign ever and it's an arrow pointing ahead to a question mark and he goes we don't want we don't know what's ahead <laughs> there's I'm Leroy, one he's Leroy behind the camera there was always something to do it was like an intersection of two dirt roads and he's like we're here at the intersection of west street and west road uh in a place this big you just run out of street signs names and they, like look around it's like freaking daggum nothing it was just like maybe one barn um oh, but yeah it. i think the uh that style of humor is is like george's shtick yeah um but i brought this uh i brought this jackson jackson figure today because it kind of embodies this the craziness question of, do you feel like that story in the certain point of view from empire would have been better if it were shorter for jackson mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think so um yeah, I would have liked to have seen Jackson be more of a... He ends up being a reluctant hero, mm-hmm. but I would have... I get the idea, but he's he's been around for so long that he's got to be semi-good at what he does. Yeah. I, I would have liked... Lando is the classic character that's not really that good at what he does, but when the chips are down, he is kind of a crack shot. He is kind of a... I, I would have liked he's more of He's good that. at what he does. He's not good at what he wants to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would have preferred that same style from Jackson. I think Jackson, because he's kind of a goofier concept, it's the kind of guy that, like, everything goes wrong. Dude, this you know figure I mean? is, yeah, this figure is freaking sick, dude. I got it at GameStop, and I didn't know if I was going to open it or not, but then I looked, and uh, and Cash was like, open the rabbit, open the rabbit, and I look over, and he's biting the box. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to open it. Um, but yeah. There goes the value of that card. Yeah. It's cool. It's in a collectible like comic book looking box oh, too. Man. It's okay. I'll get another one. Um, but it's, I really like Jackson because he's kind of symbolic of everything I love about Star Wars. It's just mm-hmm. like this random, there's somebody that worked at Marvel Comics back in the 70s, like literally like 78, mm-hmm. like the year after Star Wars came out, who was like, you know what this groundbreaking he just never, watched Watership Down. Never before seen, never heard of, multi-billion, eventually dollar movie series. You know what they need? A character that's named after a line that Bugs Bunny says. And we're not going to make him a rabbit. We'll call him a leppy. And I guess we'll call his ship the Rabbit's Foot? <laughs> it's like That's uh, the name of his ship. And then I was looking at this figure, and he's got a freaking mohawk. Isn't that sick? That's pretty sick. He looks kind of like... Uh reptilian the way his fur is yeah well he has green fur yeah i just mean the texture of it looks scaly i think i could do one of those matte sprays okay uh total trilogies which one has your favorite dialogue oh my god like out of seriousness or 
the jokes just what are your what is your favorite trilogy for dialogue well the sequel trilogy has kylo ren going what girl <laughs> there's value in every mind my um man. so man it's hard to say uh uh probably the prequel trilogy honestly hmm. adam what do you think original original trilogy for dialogue yeah I gotta go with the prequels. I think there's the most memes in there, and that's what I live for. Well, there's the most memes, and there's the purest, more most thought out Star Wars content because George Lucas knew more what the story was in his mind yeah. once he got there, and George wasn't around for the sequel. I will, I will say, the original trilogy has the best dialogue, as far as like what's yeah. well written conversation. Um, I think I don't that... know episode two. <laughs> Has some fantastic that dialogue fireplace about scene. It's just you know, yeah. He hey, knows what he wants to say. Let's he's, get Natalie hey. Portman in the tightest. <laughs> let's talk about dress. the fact that he still landed it. Nobody wants to talk about that. They talk about how stupid he sounds talking about sand and how coarse it is, but nobody wants to acknowledge the fact that that is he's batting four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> homeboy did not strike out it, it, it granted hey, by the end of revenge of the sith he clearly batted 2000 <laughs> because <laughs> freaking he twins he, uh, twins <laughs> <laughs> For, uh, what the frick is uh norbert twins basil <laughs> what is that from <laughs> Um, dude, yeah, I think that, uh, it, it, granted it, it did take the threat of actual death for her to be like, you know what? Balls to the wall. You know, let's, let's do this thing before we die. <laughs> what if he's like, no, <laughs> I what he's like, against well, it. now I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is that, uh, dude, they're on Naboo, okay? Imagine that some, like, some chick I don't know where you're going with them. this, but I'm excited because of the setup that you've got. Just, just let me paint a picture for you, okay? Imagine, you know, a girl that you're... You're on Naboo, there's ducks. ...even moderately attracted to, and you guys are hanging out, and you're thinking, man, this, this chick, you know, she's clearly into me. <laughs> Granted, you've met approximately zero females up to this point. <laughs> your only female company up to this point has been your mom. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. If I was, if the roles were reversed and I'm Padme, but obviously I'm a guy. So imagine. Hold on. What? <laughs> no, I'm saying Padme is a guy. No, 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 no. I'm saying all three, all three of us, all three of us are guys. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, you're assuming you're the not, I've gotten one sentence. Can into we get the this analogy. guy? A, can we get this guy a dry erase board? I feel like I need you to draw this for me. The the freaking uh, some tape, some string. Okay, no, some thumbtacks maybe. Okay, imagine I'm trying to bring it down to where we live. Okay, so imagine Alderaan. Yes. So imagine. If the roles were reversed, okay, if you're Padme, but obviously we're men. All right, I'm there. Okay. So, okay, you're walking around. <laughs> There's this girl. She's clearly into you. And Wait, we're Padme? Yeah. No, no. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> you are yourself, but put yourself in Padme's situation. Where there's an attractive young lady. Okay, so Anakin's a girl now. Correct. Okay, I'm with yes, you. Yes, okay. Yeah, and those are the only two genders we have me. to flip. Everybody else can be themselves, okay? <laughs> Sheesh. Oh, dude, yesterday in the car. Can I be frank with you? As long as I can still be Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> I, was talking to, I was talking to Wolf yesterday, and somebody cut me off, and I went, Sheesh. And Wolf from the back, she goes, Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> She's three. And I looked back, and he was like, <laughs> so, so smug um, okay really so funny. here's my thing my thing about Padme being like oh oh shouldn't have did that we shouldn't be doing this Anakin imagine you're hanging out with a girl and you can totally tell she's into you she's cutting pears using the force in front of you <laughs> Master Obi will be very what does he say cranky cross. or I think he said cross no 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 was he says uh, grumpy did he say grumpy yeah that's so much more very, pure. Very grumpy if he saw this. <laughs> Which, first of all, 
Get a hamburger, you weaklings. <laughs> Who eats a pear for a meal? Yeah, that's a whole meal. I've I've thought about that since the like as a kid. I was like, that's not lunch. At least get some plums. Get something that tastes good. Can Pears? I get a? We they just went swimming. Can I get a PB and J and some Cool Range Doritos up in this mug? Can I get a? Can I get a a ham, cheese, and mayonnaise <laughs> sandwich with Doritos in the sandwich, please? Because those slap after you're swimming. Mm. Uh, I'm a PB&J man Also, myself, but... I'm a little bit concerned about Padme Boldface lying about her swimming five miles to <laughs> that local island. That's bullcrap, okay? <laughs> so imagine you're hanging out and you're thinking, I know Houston, Texas, like the back of my hand. I'm going to take you to the sexiest fireplace in town and wear my <laughs> tightest pants. And then whenever you can't take your eyes off my tight pants and you try to make a move, I'm going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-mm-mm. Shouldn't be doing that. I know we're in front of a sexy fireplace, and I know my <laughs> pants are tight as the day is long, but my eyes are And up it's here. the summer equinox, baby. <laughs> Longest day of the year. She's setting homeboy up for so much failure. She's like, hey, I know you're basically a monk, and you shouldn't even know that your genitals exist, <laughs> but uh, what do you think about these? <laughs> Dude, How you like these so pears? That's so <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> be very grumpy. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! He starts cutting her with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is off topic. But last week I got Popeyes. And then- <laughs> You'll know where I'm going when I'm finished. And they put a spork in the bag, and I was like, man, I thought the world quit on these bad boys. But there it was. The last one. And you're worried if you were in Lord of the Beans. Oh, the last female. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I'm just saying that that's not fair of Padme to set my boy up like that and be like, what? No. You know? It's kind of like Bill Burr says, you know. Let's just say it wasn't the first pair of twins. Or maybe it wasn't the last. <laughs> that Anakin got his mitts on in the Star Wars trilogy. Because he had two kids with her. <laughs> Is where I was going with that. <laughs> in case it wasn't obvious. Oh my god. Ugh. So. Dude, imagine if... If Padme just felt so bad, what if Padme was like, well, I'm going to get some before I get killed. I don't care if it's with this dweeb over here with the weird sideways ponytail. And so she makes out with Anakin. Then they survive Geonosis. She's like, can we talk about the fact she was queen of a planet and then married a Padawan? How embarrassing. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Uh, I can tell you from, listen, one of my things that I hate the most in the whole world is I don't like being embarrassed in front of people. And um, it'll, like, make me do and say things that I shouldn't do or say. And uh, so here's the thing. If I was uh, a Jedi attached to you as your liaison to keep you alive, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, your pride would definitely not let you kiss her in the arena. No, 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 not that. I would definitely have kissed her. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is... You shut your filthy mouth. I'd have done it. (laughs) What I'm saying is our relationship would have been cut off the moment that someone was like, so what are your views, Master Jedi? (laughs) And I went out to lay out my sexy, elaborate plan that my Master Jedi mind came up with, and she goes... She says he's just a Padawan learner. <laughs> like, you know the first freaking thing about the Jedi Order, Sweet Cheeks. Listen, you were a queen at, what, 12 years old? You Clearly, nobody around here knows what they're doing and freaking electing you. I'll What's tell worse, you who 12 years what old doing. or a 90-year-old freaking... Oh, it's not canon anymore that Palpatine kind of made that happen. Well, get her elected? Or, I guess, was it Plagueis that was pulling those strings? Plagueis. Getting Padme elected? Friends with somebody? I don't remember. Anyway, it was organized sounds, by the Sith. Sounds relevant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I, episode two is definitely the one where uh, Anakin gets verbally backhanded the most. Yeah, dude. Freaking. Even when he does something great, he makes a great call. He's working side by side with these clones. Never met him before. Mm-hmm. And then Obi-Wan's like, good call, my young Padawan. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. job, Dumb idiot. 
pretty good job for a dumb dumb. <laughs> Rick, By dumb dumb standards, fantastic job. Wrecker's like nice. <laughs> oh oh my god, that's so funny. Um, yeah. So it, the second that she was like, "Oh no, he's just a Padawan learner," I would have been like, "Screw you." <laughs> Me and R2 are Audi 5000. Let's see what happens when you wake up with a giant poisonous crawfish in your bed, you dumb idiot. Yeah, it's not my fault I can't program a droid right to find a bug. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Yeah, the whole episode. Uh, Dude, he's just getting They're in the They're in the, the freaking elevator, and Obi-Wan's just, like, making fun of him and, like... Dude, Dude, the whole way, bro. You're nervous. Relax. Obi-Wan's like, I've been late a thousand times. <laughs> Just calm down. Got a pair of sweet cheeks there on Mandalore. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mullet that does it for them. Yeah, freaking sweet hair, Obi-Wan. Yeah, where was that? Hey, hopefully he's going to back out for Tatooine. Oh, that'd be sick. Actually, I think he would, if I was him, I would just shave it when I was on Tatooine. But no, you want the shade. You want the shade of the sh- of the hair, huh? <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Um, <clears throat> man, we just really went down the whole Attack of the Clones <laughs> line, huh? Yeah, that's, you know what? That is one of my favorite films. I don't care what anybody says. I love Attack of the Clones. I love it, dude. Jango Fett was underutilized, which I guess every clone is Jango Fett. So, have you seen the thing <laughs> where Boba Fett's picking up Jango Fett's helmet? But, like, somebody photoshopped it so the head falls out yeah, while he's holding it. that's freaking sad as freak. <laughs> it really is. <sighs> I hope Mandalorian Season 3 opens up and Bo-Katan and that one wrestler chick just get killed, like, in the first 20 seconds. I think that'll be my favorite thing that's come out since Disney bought Star Wars. <laughs> if they if they walk into the Tatooine, to Jabba's, now Boba's palace, and it's just like... And they both die. I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh frick yeah, let's get this show on the road." <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> I hate Bo-Katan. <laughs> I can't will, stand her. Will Mace Windu make a reappearance? No, Mace Windu's not coming back. Oh, I really don't think he'll ever come back. Mainly because I don't think Samuel L. Jackson would be interested in coming oh, back. Oh, no, 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 no. He is 100,000%. Is he really? Oh, yeah. Uh, recent At a recent Star Wars celebration, they had a bunch of people, like, uh, call in mm-hmm. and do, like, a Q&A. And he was, like, uh, he was on, he was live. It wasn't pre-recorded at all. And so he's talking with Kathleen Kennedy, who, mm-hmm. like, you know, runs the whole ship. Right. And uh, he well, goes. half a ship. He goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, hey, Kathleen. I, I can't do it because it's a little okay. <laughs> Let's just say Josiah's doing an impression of Lando's droid from Rebels. <laughs> Lando? No, dude, it's so bad. Uh, so basically he's like, hey, so what's this about? Guess whose droid I am. <laughs> <laughs> dude, so he basically is like, hey, so you know the rule. If you don't see the body, the guy ain't dead. And he's like... When are you bringing me back? And everybody in the in the show is going freaking bonkers. Mm-hmm. And he holds up his lightsaber. And he's like, "I think Mace Windu still got some fight left in him." And they were like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" <laughs> and all the fans are like foaming at the mouth like zombies. <laughs> Can I, I get a, cool... a droid that looks a little bit more like Marvin Gaye? <laughs> oh my god! He has to play like a harmonica for everything he says. <laughs> so anyway, sir. Um, I saw a cool Would picture. you like that mimosa before or after my next harmonica solo? I uh, I saw a really cool Yaz flute. I saw a cool uh, fan-made solo. little collage where it was a picture of, you know, Luke from like, you know, Mandalorian times. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, are you a Jedi? And it was a picture of Mace Windu from Attack of the Clones, but they had added some gray facial hair and like a scar and stuff like that. And robotic he, says, hand. Uh, he says, I was once, now I'm just a survivor. And it was Mace Windu and Luke working together. I don't think that Mace Windu will work with Luke because they need to keep some distance there. Um, I'm, I yeah, that is one of the things I'm most reticent about with them having all these Jedi that have survived because it's like where, where the frick were they? Like, it, in my mind, getting us affiliated with Luke would be like top of the list. 
You know what I mean? You've got like oh, this yeah. incredibly powerful Jedi who's obviously doing things right. He was tutored by Obi-Wan and Yoda. Who the freak isn't going to get connected with him? You know what I mean? That survived from the Jedi world. Oh, dude. Yeah, they would be coming out of the woodwork to right. either find or try to kill Luke Skywalker. Right, yeah. I, I, I can't I'm imagine. you because I hate your dad. I just cannot imagine that that wouldn't happen. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, eventually, yeah, if Luke and Ahsoka are alive in the same timeline, which they obviously are, I don't understand what, if she's avoiding him. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Maybe that she's at all, embarrassed. <laughs> um, I can see now. I can see Mace basically like her nephew. If Mace is basically like abandoned the old ways and just hungry for revenge, Dude, he tries to I hunt could, down well, Boba. He was like the most aggressive lightsaber duelist in the Jedi yeah. Order. So I could. Well, see he was where the he only would... person in Legends. He was the only person to be able to use Vapad without having fallen to the dark side. Because mm-hmm. like. Sora Bulk fell to the dark side. I think Quinlan Voss tried to start work- using it, and he was obviously very susceptible to the dark side. <clears throat> yeah, he has a very strong natural bent to the dark side, at least in the comics. I'm, Dude, what if Book of Boba well, Fett... Well, yeah, in the, in the Dark Disciple, he kind of yeah. had. Yeah. What if Book of Boba Fett is just him trying to find Mace Windu? I assume Mace Windu is dead, but it'd be cool if he came back. So that you could see Boba Fett kill him? Yep. I, I, I personally <laughs> don't think he'll come back, but... I'm here for it. May, <clears throat> not Mace Windu. Samuel L. Jackson is definitely on board if they were to want to bring him back around. I didn't know about that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just don't think it'll happen. But anyway, we're probably out of time kid, now. When I was a kid, I wrote a book <clears throat> about Boba Fett. Oh, I remember. I helped you set up the uh, voice to, to type That's software right. back in the day before That's it was right. prevalent. I was like, I can't write, but I could talk about it. And I probably would have 20 people buy the book just like every week. 20 people <laughs> listen to our podcast. <laughs> Success, baby. Is this fame? Got the little dollar bill signs in your eyeballs. <laughs> Five smackaroonies. Um, but yeah, I would say that... Uh, <sighs> man, chances of Mace Windu coming back? Slam. Low. What if uh, Crosshair kills him in Bad Batch? Hmm. Hmm? Probably also low. Back, I don't care. That would be cool. I would like to see him come back. There were a lot of people thinking that he would be the one that rescued uh, Grogu, Grogu, which was not realistic. But, um, man, once I heard the rumor that they spread around set, I was real sad. Because hmm. the rumor on set was that Plo, Plo Koon was Everybody, gonna... I don't know. I don't know why anybody bought into that. But Well, because you see his plane crash, but he could have ejected or survived. Yeah, but I just don't imagine that... That would have happened, and the clones wouldn't have finished the job. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, we've but, gone long. <clears throat> hey, thank you guys for tuning in. Please like this video, subscribe to the channel, share with your family and friends, and don't forget if you leave us leave us a uh, five star rating on iTunes and a written review, we will read it on air. I swear, I promise you, on my kids, we'll We're do it. Ten for ten on that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next week somehow. <laughs> And don't forget, uh, the Force will be with you always. And the only family you have here is me. See you next week.